Oh, I think she would have been much too uh, wise for me and much too tough. And I would have, you know, I, I, I remember when Miller... Too tough for you? <laughs> oh, well, uh, uh, you know, uh, nobody's that tough with a, with a woman. I, I, I have huge respect for the toughness of no, women. Oh, no, I didn't mean but anything physical. I mean, too tough, too, too tough for you to handle. Uh, that, that, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, too tough to handle. What kind of but, friends did she have? Well, she tended to, to like most uh, celebrities who are, you know, are really up very high, she tended to be surrounded by people who uh, would give her what she needed. So she didn't Not have too many friends. Not friends, just hangers-on more? Well, I wouldn't say that. Uh, uh, some of the people that you might call hangers-on, on the one hand, absolutely adored her. I've, I've met a number of people who were around her in those years and who worked for her, and, and they did adore her. There's just no question. I think she wanted to surround herself with people who loved her. Now, of course, there might have been elements of, of the dependent in that relation but but as far as marrying her goes above uh, you know when miller married her i kept saying to myself yeah. ah that guy arthur miller because i knew him you know we lived in the same house what i said he's not for her i am you know? <laughs> and and then when the marriage ended i thought i would have done better than miller but when i started reading about her life and getting into it and going through it i said to myself oh i wouldn't have done any better than miller uh, you allege a lot about uh, her love life any proof of uh, about affairs well, she, uh, she had a great many affairs, but, uh, you know, uh, really trying to find out what the truth might have been about her sexually uh, was almost impossible because it was like re-seeing the movie Rashomon. You kept hearing every different version. I mean, you, you'd hear everything from stories about how absolutely in love she was with sex itself. You know, I had people say to me, well, she treated sex like a man. Uh, you know, she had to have sex. To people who would talk about her as if she were absolutely frigid, you see, in a great fake. And you'd hear everything in between. Mm -hmm. So finally I decided that what she had was a nature like many another before her, which is she had a nature of great sexual variety. And, and, uh, but she certainly had a, many, many affairs, no question of that. I mean, people talk about it as if I, you know, unearthed scandals. It's no scandal at all. She was, she was talked about abominably when she was alive. She seemed at one point in, in, in her marriage to Joe DiMaggio to be happy, and also at one point in her marriage with Miller yes, to be uh, happy. Was you, she ever with her first husband? Yeah. Uh, she was happy yes. with him for a while. Was she ever, were those the only happy moments, do you think, in her life? No, I think she had many others. Uh, she was very happy with uh, uh, Milton and Amy Green, who were great friends of hers. Uh, and uh, they, uh, they had times of great gaiety together with, during the period they were friends. And she had many other friends. And, uh, Norman Roston was a friend of hers. And she, one of the qualities that she had in friendship was this sort of marvelous uh, tenderness. And she was able to cut up. And, you know, people talk about her as if she were great fun. They miss her. Mm -hmm. Did you know her, Julie? You were yes, I did, off and on at 20th Century Fox. She was quite playful. You're right. I think her her need for sex was more something for loving, for loving being could loved. Could be. Could be. I've heard. Very like a small animal. You want to protect her. Mm. Did you, you know her, Roger? Couldn't really. Totally. Couldn't. Why don't you ask me about my love life? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want this suit ripped. <laughs> I'd have to get into Niagara Falls. <laughs> You, you make several definite ties between uh, her life and uh, several of the, of the Kennedys. I didn't make definite ties. I, I did get into the gossip because at the time she died, uh, everybody in Hollywood was absolutely convinced that she was having an affair with Bobby Kennedy. Now, there's great reason to believe that she wasn't, but they were just good friends because of the 
some of her intimates who really knew her well said that she told them that she was not having an affair with Bobby Kennedy, that she liked his mind, which is not at all funny because she really did like men's minds and they were, that was important to her. But I dealt with it because that was the gossip of the time and that's the secret American belief that she was having this wild love affair with Bobby Kennedy and I felt I had to get into it in, in the biography. You even, you, even, you even say that near the end she bore a, a family resemblance. Well, that, I mentioned that just because I, all through the book I was talking about that quality she has as an actress to, to imitate everyone and everything. Mm. And in her life, you never could tell what, when a picture was taken, because she might be anticipating some emotion she'd feel 10 years in the future, or she might be remembering something that happened to her years ago in the past. And so there, there are one or two pictures of her where she really looks like one of the Kennedy girls. But I think that was just because she was around the Kennedys. She was an actress. It was natural for her to almost oh, become a Kennedy for a moment. You know, I didn't mean anything deeper than that. How are all the great photographs uh, secured? Well, that's really due, I think, to the work of Larry Schiller, who uh, conceived of this book in the first place. And uh, he just went around, I don't know how he did it, but he got 16 really important photographers to agree to pool their photographs together. Mm -hmm. By the time it was done, it was 24 photographers, and uh, uh, he just arranged it. And, uh, I'm going to have this motor monitor some, uh, size. moved up closer to us here, uh, Norman, because we've assembled a, a group of pictures from the book uh, to show the development of, of mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe. And let's show them, and Norman will give us the years, okay? Uh, that's in 1945. I was taking my Andre de She Looks like a young teenager there. Yeah, well, he took her, uh, and this is in 1950, by a picture by Philippe Halsman, when she was having a great many pictures as a star in the studios. She hadn't really, her movie career hadn't really become big yet. Uh, this picture, I don't remember who it was taken by, I think it was also by Halsman, but it, uh, it was in 1952, and it's another studio shot. This is a new shot at her wedding with Joe DiMaggio in 1954 in San Francisco. This, of course, is the famous scene in uh, The Seven-Year Itch that a year later, uh, Morris is, is reputed to have wrecked their marriage because DiMaggio was incensed that she would allow herself to have a picture like that taken with about 2,000 people watching on the streets of New York on a summer night. This a year or some more later is with Arthur Miller on the, on the East River in New York, 1956. And this jumps over to 1962 and it was taken about, uh, oh, about a month before her death. And she certainly doesn't look like she's getting ready to commit suicide at that point. This is the taken the same day, 1962. This was taken a little earlier, about three months before her death. You see how much, un much more unhappy she looks three months before her death than a month before. Mm -hmm. It was about the to just before she was fired from uh, Something's Got to Give, her last movie that she never finished. Will they ever show any of that film? Will they ever show any of the films she wanted to know? No. Uh, you can see it. There's a film called Marilyn that 20th put together out of all the films she made at 20th. And they show a little bit from Something's Gotta Give. Uh, the best scene in it, actually, of her in it, is where she's doing a wardrobe test. She doesn't say a word. And she just walks around. The music is playing a little like this. And, and she just does, she walks in and walks out. And she's absolutely lovely. And, and a new Marilyn. She's, she's sort of very chic, very sophisticated. But, uh, it's interesting that both she and Clark Gable starred in a picture called Misfits, and they both, shortly after that, left us. Well, you know, more than that, she used to uh, keep a picture of Gable in her room when she was a child. She used to speak of him as her father, and she was illegitimate, but her father looked a little like Gable. He was a big, powerful man with a mustache. Mm -hmm. And so to play with Gable and then have him and be his lover in the film, her father is her lover, and then her father he dies. I would have fallen in love with you. Uh, she would? Oh, Julie, that's the nicest thing you ever said. <laughs> <laughs>
Norman, thank you very much for being with us and continued success to you. Come back soon, please. Thank you. Norman Mayer.